Hey, you guys, real quick, like, I never do this before an episode, but I wanted to talk about this real quick. I apologize for my voice. I've had the flu for five days, and I'm just now starting to sound like myself again. I just wanted to talk real quick about this episode and express that I was really, really thrilled to have this guest on. This woman, Shaheen Hangball, has been a part of my life for many, many years and has stuck with me through thick and thin and through divorces and through all kinds of drama. And she remains one of my dearest, dearest friends. And having her on was just wonderful. The reason I say that is because I allowed her the grace of asking me about 10 questions at the end of the episode, which I don't do for most of you guys. But it did spark an idea within me that I kind of like the idea of having future guests maybe bring at least one question that they would like to ask Judgment Day on their own. And I am more than happy to answer a question for everyone that comes on going forward because I think that's actually a really fun idea. So again, having Shaheen on was absolutely wonderful. This is one of my all-time favorite podcasts over the last four years. I think you guys are going to absolutely love her. It's a great talk, so do it up. The Whiskey Reel presents Judgment Day. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast that you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed are merely for comedy purposes. This is your Judgment Day. We all go a little mad sometimes. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Time to play. Okay, friends, welcome to Judgment Day. We're back up in Cloud City, miles above the earth, staring down on all of you. In this podcast, I invite one of my loveliest friends, and today I mean it, to inform them that today is in fact the end of times. They've shuffled off this mortal coil, and it's up to me to decide whether they ascend to paradise or burn forever in a lake of fire. What no one knew was that God is actually a total cinephile, and I have been chosen to ask a series of 12 questions about the movies that meant the most to them. Their taste in film will be the ultimate test, determining their eternal fate. This is, as always, a very special day. I get to hang out with a really old friend. We've been doing this a long time. Uh, My good friend, Shaheen Hangval. Hi. How are you? Oh, I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you reached out to me. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually one of your listeners. And just listening to the questions and stuff from some other guests you've had on, I'm like, man, those are those are cool questions. I want to just meet up with you for a drink and answer these questions. And then you yeah. invited me on the show, which was well, so cool. And I appreciate that's the that. idea, right? Yeah. So how did we meet? Oh, my gosh. Years and years ago. I mean, yeah. Um, We're in double digits. Ten, at least, I was going to uh-huh. say maybe 10 to 12 years ago. Um, so we met through a common person in, in that we had. Uh, yeah. So through your ex-wife. Yep. Yeah, and we played roller derby uh, together Correct. and love her to death for sure. You and, were uh, Shotgun Shaheen. Yep, Shotgun <laughs> Shaheen, that's right. And I so, might call you Gunner throughout the podcast. Which I, is completely acceptable. Yeah. That is my name. Yeah, so, you know, mutual connection there. And, you know, lives change. People go in different directions. And um, the friendship stayed. And the friendship stayed on both sides. And it's a huge gift. And I know that life is weird, but we move on and yeah. we still get to be friends. And I'm so grateful for that. I love it. I know. Yeah. I feel like I got the, the best end of that situation for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so throughout the years, we've crossed paths here and there through work reasons and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. But but now you are a burgeoning business owner. Yes, I am. Thank you. I'm really excited. So, um, you know, I've been in the cannabis industry for the past five years and had a great opportunity with that group of amazing people that I got to work with here in Durango. And that business is no longer and it's on to the next phase, which gave me a great opportunity to really lean into what I really want to do. And I've always been an artist and I've always made jewelry and I decided this is the time for me to go all in. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just going to be a full time artist and rock it out. Yeah. And you're doing jewelry. Silversmithing. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Any kind of, you know, different kinds of silversmithing when it comes to rings, earrings, necklaces, things yeah. like that. And I specialize in just unique designs that have interesting stones and, you know, not just something you would just find anywhere. It's like I like to do custom orders and have pieces right. that tell a story. Well, I've seen your work and you're, you do beautiful. St- you have this tendency to be good at what you do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like no matter what you do. Thanks. I remember one night camping and you were just like, oh, yeah, I dance with fire. And I was like, <laughs> what? Why in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. just started doing that. It was fucking amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Another I, lifetime ago. I know it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> we were both married to completely different people. Completely different people. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we talk about death on this podcast because mm-hmm. as as you now know, you you're dying today. So I know that's a bitch. Sorry to (laughs) spring that on you. (laughs) How do you feel about death? Do you think about it? Do you? Yeah, of course, for sure. You know, early on in my life, um, I read a lot of Carlos Castaneda books. And so that put me on this path of the warrior at, you know, a young age in my um, early 20s. And so a big part of the path of the warrior is facing your own death. And, you know, we all kind of have this fear of the unknown and whatnot. Um, but reading those books and thinking about those concepts really let helped me let go of those kinds of fears a long time ago. And, of course, I don't want to die. Like, I love my life. And what is it all for? Sure. You know, these questions come up. But, you know, I am happy every single day. And I don't have regrets in my life. I'm always propelling forward. I think of ways to improve. But, you know, I just hug people as if it is the last day I'll ever see them. And I love people with all my heart. And I forgive people with all my heart. So that whenever my time does come, I feel complete. And so sure. I've, that's the way I've always faced it. And um, I'm, I'm real passionate about thinking like that. Were you raised with religion? I was. Yep. I was raised Catholic and my husband is also a Christian. So, you know, there is always people that I love in my life that are very close to me that are religious. Um, I don't hail to one specific religion. I've got a lot of different beliefs and ideas that um, probably conflict with a lot of people who have those Mm -hmm. strict rules. But I have love for all of them. So I don't say one person's right or one person's wrong. People can believe whatever they want to believe. And that's up to them, you know? Okay. I like that. Yeah. Well, surprise. You're wrong. (laughs) 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 There's a heaven (laughs) and there is a hell. And today we're going to decide where you go. Love it. I love it. I know. Are you a big, I know we've talked movies throughout the years. Absolutely. And I think you're a pretty big movie person. I am. Yes, I love movies. You know, I grew up in Austin, Texas, and a lot of my friends that I grew up with and friends that I still have today are in the movie industry. Um, You know, some of them are costumers, some of them are on lighting crews, some are actors, um, some of them are directors. Mm -hmm. And at all levels, you know, TV and movies and, you know, even plays and things like that. 
And so I've always been really passionate about it. And um, it's one of my favorite pastimes. It's what me and my mom and my brother do as our favorite thing to do is watch movies together. And, you know, it's just been it's been such a pillar in my life. But because of that, I've also seen a lot of really shitty movies. (laughs) And I I love the shitty movies, too. You know, I know what it takes to make a production. And I have so much respect for the film industry as a whole, even when they're shitty movies. (laughs) Well, you're an actress in your own right. I've, we've yes. performed on the same stage. Acting? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, albeit, you know, in the Follies, which is pretty pretty silly. But uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That's the yeah. only acting I think I've ever done. Oh, yeah. I, I love being on stage. I love getting to perform in front of an audience. It's, you know, scary and exciting and vulnerable and authentic. And it's just fun. And the people you get to meet backstage is even the better part you kind of get yeah. to be a part of a little so much family. fun yeah. there was some debauchery going well, yeah. on back there <laughs> holy cow well yeah <laughs> are you auditioning this this year i am and we actually found out uh the follies who's going to be in the follies an hour and a half ago and oh. uh i did make it in yay yeah, so i'm in i'm gonna be in the follies this I'm year excited. so very excited all right well you need to get me a ticket <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> okay shaheen question the first what is the first film that you remember seeing? The first film, man, this is this is this is a great question. The first film I remember seeing is The Neverending Story. Um, you know, I was a young kid at the time, and it was such an interesting, profound movie. Um, the first scene that comes to my thoughts is where Atreyu is walking through those two giant statues that are staring down at him and he yeah. has to walk through it with courage and without fear. And, you know, it, it, it's there's so many monument, monumental moments in yeah. that movie. And it's funny and it's scary and it's deep and it's um, playful, you know, yeah. and it's mysterious. And it just has all these different elements. And getting to watch that as a kid, I feel, really shaped a lot of my life mm-hmm. and was extremely memorable um, when I was a kid. Well, it's an allegory for childhood depression. Yeah. The is, nothing. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, has the saddest scene in the history of cinema. Don't we know it? We all died that day. <laughs> we all died that day. Yeah. Watching our text descend into the swamp is not easy. I recently heard that the horse really died. Oh, I know. So now, I, I, now see, I broke your hearts again. We died once and we have died again. It is. <laughs> I, I can't prove that it's true or not, but I heard that there was a malfunction with the. Oh God! Yeah, and I the hope mud that's and, apocryphal. I hope. I hope it's a lie. But yeah. yeah. But either way, it doesn't matter. We all died that day. Oh, and, it was horrible. And it was. It was such a impactful scene for us to really learn loss like that right. and that pain and he does you know Atreyu does you know rise above and still gets to ride Falcor through the clouds and you know there is still a somewhat happy ending but it, it was a hard moment how long has it been since you've seen it oh not that long um I would say two years and you still feel like it holds up oh god yes okay yes it is it's deep and just powerful right yeah yeah that's childlike yeah. empress yeah yeah. yeah, I think that was the only film she was ever in. Probably, I think I she was just like a little ballet dancer that they found, and she did Call that. Call my that. name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was part of like 
it was that, The Dark Crystal, and Labyrinth. Yes. For me. Those were the movies yes. I watched over and over, over Labyrinth again. Labyrinth was a close second, oh, for yeah. sure. Yes, absolutely. Jennifer Connelly, uh-huh. I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah, that was another big one in my life. Huge. And I, I still watch a lot. I today. still watch yeah. that one every year. Yeah. Every year. So good. Yeah, never miss that one. Yeah. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shaheen, question the second. Do you like being scared? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> do you watch a lot of horror? You know, good good question. Um, if you you can ask, you want to ask the question first, and then I'll tell. As far as if horror, you've got, yes. What is the movie that scared you the most? Okay, so I don't like scary movies. Okay. Anymore, and growing up, my mom and brother love scary movies. And to this day, they still want to watch scary movies all the time. And I constantly tell them I don't like scary movies. And then they say, well, let's just watch this one. And all of a sudden, there's some body mutilation going on and (laughs) arms being sawed off. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mom, please. Like, you know, I hate this. I can't stand this. But uh, she's like, it's not that scary. And I'm like, no, it is. And I don't want to watch it. Um, However, with that said, I did watch a lot of scary movies growing up. And I do still watch a lot of horror that I do enjoy, like thrillers, like okay, Get Out yeah. and, you know, those types of movies that have, have come out now that are more mental, scary mm-hmm. movies. But the movie that terrified me the most is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, fucking A. Freddy Krueger. Krueger. Freddy Krueger. He kills you in your dreams and you die in real life. Uh. So when you die in your dream, what if you're so intensely worried about that, then you have a heart attack in real life? I mean, the, you know, it's pulling it's pulling from your subconscious. Like, it's it's a crazy concept. It's kind of a primal fear. Yes. Sort of and, you know, one, two, Freddy's yeah. coming oh, yeah. for you. I mean, this is deep-seated terror. Do you think people kind of forget how scary that first film really was because it became so, like, cartoonish after a while? And funny and goofy. It did start to get a little more slapsticky and a little bit more ridiculous, but the concept was still the same. This oh, yeah. guy terrifies you in yeah. your dreams, right? You know, so for me, I just he was just so scary. Chucky yeah. was a close second for the same. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, this crazy little. <laughs> you're a kid, and your toys are going to kill you. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I love those movies. <laughs> I unabashedly love those movies. It's so scary. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, those are the movies that really struck me with fear. But, you know, things like House of a Thousand Corpses and, you know, um, different kind of Last House on the Left. These kinds of movies were also very scary because they were real. Yeah. But for me, for some reason, the fantasy terror is scarier. Okay. I don't I don't know why. Huh. I don't know why. But, yeah, the, the realistic torture movies were also horrific and I don't like those but the fantasy ones are the ones that haunt me in my dreams literally I like <laughs> I like those better I, I I don't like torture porn kind of mm-hmm. stuff at all I don't I don't find it scary I find it just um gratuitous yeah you know what I mean I yeah you're like this is the sickness of the world you know yeah, you're like right yeah 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 I mean yeah. whatever if people love it they yeah, love of it of course you know you do you yeah. I just can't watch it because it turns my stomach and then it stays with me right <laughs> another great answer I know I remember you told me a couple nights ago that you were scared I was gonna think your answers were too basic. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I am such a basic beast sometimes. You know, I <laughs> no like way. kind of run of the mill sometimes. And I was like, you know, you guys have some really deep thinkers on this show and some really incredible people and their answers are great. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't have even thought of that. You know, Are you was- sure you're listening to the right podcast? <laughs> 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 All right, Shaheen. This is, we're off to a great start. Question the third. What so-called bad movie do you absolutely love? It isn't a critical darling, but you think it's brilliant. <laughs> so it's so hard for me to answer that because my mind always goes to stoner movies. Sure. I love to laugh. And so, you know, I, my brain goes to just ridiculous slapstick comedies like Grandma's Boy. Sure. You know, I feel like that one never got the credit that it was due it, you know, it's so funny and there's so many great lines in it, but nobody's even heard of it. You know, Grandma's Boy is so good, but that's not the movie that really is the the, t- the top pillar of this. And it, it's probably a movie nobody's ever heard of, but it's called Onbak oh, 2. Okay. Specifically part two, Onbak, O-N-G-B-A-K, if you haven't seen it. I think it's a great movie. Um, you know, it's about a Thai fighter, yep. a fighter from Thailand who, you know, is overcoming some of his greatest fears and nemesis tony um oh my gosh his name is escaping me i'll look it up while you talk uh, tony chang or something i can't remember his last name either but yeah so the first one was really bad but the second one was they obviously got a bigger budget i liked the first one too Tony tony jaw there you go um the second one they obviously got some more funding right and right the visual effects are wonderful the scenes the slowdown scenes the fight scenes yep. i have seen cool. this one yeah. yes and the music is really good the person who did the sound i think didn't understand movies very well and so the sound goes really way high it, and right. it's a little messed up you know obviously their budget wasn't that big but um i just think it's a great movie that no one's heard of and you know it's a great tale and it's got a lot of animals in it yeah. and i really like that and just beautiful see i thought cinematic. the first on was fantastic like i love that movie it was it was good it yeah. was good as well it was it's harder for me to show that one to people and for them to get into it they get kind of lost but i still liked the first one a lot enough to watch the second one sure I just felt like the second one, they really started to come into their own and develop the characters. Yeah, I remember the second one. It was kind of a mess. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of all over the place. But Tony Jaw is still just so fucking amazing to watch. Like, he's an artist and a ridiculous athlete. And I love movies like that. And, I mean, the fight scenes, you know, it's the acrobatics. Incredible. (laughs) You know, and the way that they use the objects around them to incorporate the fight scenes, I thought was absolutely gorgeous. See, now I think I need to start incorporating some martial arts questions into this. There you go. I just don't know that everybody watches schlocky. Probably not. You know, The Raid and all those kind of movies. I love that show. I love fighting movies, too. I I think it's, I don't know, not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying I like the violence, but I think the acrobatics of it alone is creative and wonderful to make a fight scene so dynamic and different from scene to scene. It's an art in itself, for sure. I think I'll just start asking people what their favorite, you know, John Wick movie is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one's a tough one. And I know you were kind of struggling a little bit with this question. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. Question the fourth, Shaheen. What movie character do you best identify with? This is a, this is a really good question. And I, I knew 
which character I would be if I was in a if we were talking about TV series, but we were talking we're talking about movies, so I needed to get my mind out of out of that genre. But the one that I could not stop, I, I chose that right away, and I was trying to think: is there somebody else or somebody else? But I kept coming back to him, and so it's a male character. But it is Wesley from The Princess Bride. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I know that sounds so strange, but hear me out. The, what I relate to in this character is, first of all, he would do anything for love. It's He is so devoted to this love, and I think it's wonderful. The second thing is that he wears a mask. Right. And I, in my life, have recognized the ways that I have hid behind the Dread Pirate Roberts and, you know, been this tough, strong character, this infamous, right. you know, person that's mysterious, that nobody really totally knows but, you know, but in the end, he can release the mask and, you know, totally come into his own. Yeah. And just the adventure and the quest and being willing to go through hell and high water for his friends and for his love. Yeah. And um, all the zany characters he comes in, in along with along the way he comes, uh, you know, meets along the way. You know, the have fun storm in the castle, right. you know, these guys and his companions that help him get there. And OK, so you shared with me that you were thinking about Ted Lasso as a yes. character that you identify with. Absolutely. So that, Ted Lasso. Total sense, He's, because like just the eternal optimism of Wesley is very Ted Lasso-ish. Yes. Or vice versa. Yeah. But um, in yeah. Ted Lasso, I just, I love his extreme positive persona and how he is such a team builder. Yeah. And, you know, he's the biggest cheerleader of them all, just mm-hmm. cheering on everyone. And I definitely relate to that. But in the same t- in the same breath, you know, that's how Wesley can be. He, mm-hmm. he brings people together and yep. gets them to go on this insane his, mission his ragtag group yeah, yeah. different types of people that all have their beautiful strengths and all of their imperfections and you know they all come together to complete this epic quest and defeat the villain and get a win with love you know yeah i would go so far as to say that the princess bride might be a perfect film oh absolutely I think it's perfect. Yeah. I wanted to put it, yeah, I, I, I hold it in a high regard. And like up there with Never Ending Story and, you know, up there with um, The Labyrinth as well, Princess Bride was another one that oh, was very yeah. impactful on me at a young age, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I read the book as a, as a oh, kid. I have and, not read yeah, the book. It's cool. really good. I'm sure. They really usually good. are better than the movie, so that's great. It's slightly different, um, but the tone is very much the same. And, yeah, it's really great. It's well worth a read. Nice. I think that's a fabulous answer. See, so far you're doing really well. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) How could I possibly send you to hell? (laughs) Only if you're going to be there. Exactly, (laughs) which I might be. Uh, Question the fifth, Shaheen. Uh, Are you a big crier? Yes. I cried twice today already. I think I've seen you cry before, actually. (laughs) Um, What movie makes you cry? And do you cry at film? I do. I do cry during films and in the movie theater or at home. Um, (laughs) The first thing I wanted to say was Encanto, which is a Disney film. Yeah. I definitely ball every time I see that one. But the one that gets me like in the gut, just I am losing it crying every single time I watch it is V for Vendetta. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Expand. So when um, when the main female character, when she is imprisoned by who she thinks is the evil government, 
Um, and she's in that cell and she is holding on to her convictions and they are torturing her and she is pressing on and she finds that little note mm-hmm. in the wall and she reads that note from another person who was tortured in a cell for being, you know, homosexual and, you know, the things and trials and tribulations right. that she go, went through in the very bottom of that. Am I going to cry right now? <laughs> Um, she's reading this letter that's like written on a piece of toilet paper and it says, whoever you are, whoever's reading this right now, whatever you're doing, I love you with all my heart. Yeah. And that moment I'm already crying. And then she is released from her cell and she walks out into the rain Yeah. and she stands there with the symbol of rebirth in all the movies with the rain pouring on her and she is a completely different person transformed. She has found her power. She's found her truth through this other person's mission and her own as well. And it's just Niagara Falls. (laughs) (laughs) That freedom, that joy, that release, that power just makes me lose it. I think that movie gets a little overlooked. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I think it was marketed wrong. Yeah. Like it was the Wachowskis, right? Yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah. And then it was like, or someone that worked on The Matrix, something like that. But they kind of marketed it that mm. way, but it's not that movie at all. No, no. You know, yeah. it was actually a pretty heady, great yeah. thriller. Yeah. I think some people struggled with the main character that he was wearing this mask and he only had knives and he was kind of, they kind of made him seem like he was some kind of superhero, but not, but he actually wasn't. I mean, he was a vendetta, you know, he was fighting for the people's rights and for them to see that even though it seems like the government has control over us, that there are more of us than them and that the power is in the people and that we need to remember that, that we don't have to be, you know, slaves to the system that, that we are the strength, especially when we're reunited. So I love that. Yeah. I was not expecting that answer. That's a good one. I love it. Every time. It's ridiculous. I I need to rewatch it. Actually. It's been a long time. You really should. It's really great. And it it is powerful on some of the like specific wording with the government and how they're trying to control the people and how they start to mix it with religion. And it is very interesting, especially in today's world to see some of those patterns and parallels. Right. Yeah. You're like, Whoa, I'm a big fan. Question. The sixth. This one's hard. We hate to be negative, but sometimes we have to talk truth. <laughs> truth to power. <laughs> Question the six, Shaheen. Who is your favorite actor and what is their worst film? Yes, yes. This was a really fun one. A lot of great actors came to mind, um, both female and male, all, all across the spectrum. And um, it kept coming back to the same one, you know, Bobby De Niro. Yeah. Good old Robert De Niro. Never heard of him. <laughs> I love him. I love him for so many reasons. Um, A lot of his characteristics and actually even the way he looks kind of looks like my father. So I feel like he's got this, you know, he's my family kind of persona in my mind. But I love actors that are versatile in the type of character they play. And good old Bobby De Niro he has done everything under the sun. He has done comedy. He mm-hmm. has done drama. You know, he has terrified us, you yeah. know, with some of his roles. And then he has just made us laugh ridiculously with, you know, like Meet the Fockers and, you know, and yeah. then analyze he, this. I analy- love that movie. Analyze this. Yeah. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. being this fanatic, but also this dad and taxi driver. Oh, I yeah. mean, he can go all over the spectrum. Right. 
and rock it and embody those characters really well where you believe that he is this way all the time. So I think that's a a great strength in an actor and hard to do. And not a lot of people can switch like that. You know, Ben Kingsley is another character that does another actor who can transform himself like that. And I love him so much. I just feel like if I was to meet him, there'd be a wall there. And with Bobby De Niro, we would have a drink and we would be best friends right sure. away. Like, I connect with him so deeply. So he's definitely that. my favorite. So he's made a few stinkers oh, along the way. For sure. <laughs> Who hasn't? You know, we all have. Yeah. If you had to narrow it down. <laughs> to one of his worst films. Yeah. Yeah. So this one was hard because he's made so many great films. But the final decision is uh, Dirty Grandpa because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you haven't seen this. That's the right don't. answer. Don't. Don't. <laughs> it is so bad. I didn't even make it through it. I didn't even make it through it. I love this actor. I loved actually a lot of the cast and um, started watching it. And I was like, where is this going? This sucks. I'm out. Yeah. I didn't even finish it. I so. think it had like the weird thing between he and uh, Aubrey Plaza, which yeah. was just like, what Cringe. is happening? Cringy. Oh, yeah. my God. Couldn't yeah. deal. Awful. Was- yeah. Awful fucking movie. That's, Don't watch it. That is the correct answer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you know, later on in his career, like he and Pacino, Christopher Walken, a lot of these guys, they just get into this. Uh, they're cashing checks, basically. Well, sure. You know this what I mean? This is their job. And they this play themselves. Career. They phone it in a little bit. You know, I have a hard time being mad at him, you know, for just making money. Yeah, you, know? you see a script, they read the script, they're, you know, whoever their publicist is or whoever their, you know, advisors are, say, hey, this could be great. It's got all these things. And he says, okay, sure, I'll do it. You never know how it's going to actually play out. And it's hard for them to know that kind of stuff. And, you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Hey, guys, before we move on real quick, we'd love it if you'd reach out to the Whiskey Reel and to Judgment Day 9707. Wow, I forgot the number. 970-426-5344. I'm having a day. Uh, you can also reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. We're on all the socials. Send us messages, emails, text messages. We love reviews. If you want to give us a five-star review, it helps people find the show. We appreciate it. All right, Shaheen, we are just plugging right along. Question the seventh, and I apologize, I don't write these questions. What film do you find to be the sexiest? Yeah, the sexiest. All right. I would say Kill Bill. Ooh, okay. Yep. One or two. Pick your favorite. Maybe both crammed into one. Really, it's one whole story, so they really should be considered as one. Um, Obvious reasons. Female leads, which I'm always a fan of, which we don't see enough of. Not just female leads, but female badasses. Right. You know, these snipers, these, you know, incredible women who have pushed beyond their limits and all have such different stories. You know, the story of revenge, I'm not necessarily into revenge. However, this woman's crazy you know injustices that were done to her and her fierce dedication to this crazy wild mission i just think it's super sexy Mm -hmm. all of their outfits all of the women that they they are in it you know are these powerful strong women and all of their fight scenes are really cool um so i just think it's just super sexy i love that answer yeah i would have accepted anything with daryl hannah (laughs) yes first of all my gosh yes that woman pluck out that eye heavens wow 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 agree agree yeah (laughs) love her so much for sure i'm one of the weird ones i guess because i do enjoy the second volume more than the first 
Yeah, because I, they have the backstory. Yeah. It's so good. The you black get the and white. the backstory. It's much more of like a Western. Yes. As opposed to the martial arts movie, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. That tonal shift. You get to know Bill more. You get to know Bill yeah. really well. Yeah. yeah. He totally. talks a lot in that movie. Yeah. I will say that. He's that great. He goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. But no, that's a great answer. Thanks. So the flip side <laughs> is question in the eighth. What movie do you find uncomfortably sexy? <laughs> Yeah. So that's a funny one. It's so uncomfortably sexy. It is going to be a weird answer, but okay. y'all are just going to have to deal with it. I'm excited. Uh, interview with the vampire. Oh, okay. So what, <laughs> what made you uncomfortable? So it's specifically... Sexy movie. Yeah, it is it is sexy, but I mean, vampires, you know, what are, what are we talking about here? Sure. But it is really sexy. It is the scene where he bites her boob. And her exactly what I was boob thinking. is bleeding, <laughs> and this is awful and like gory yeah. and like. This ridiculous. is why we're friends. <laughs> but I don't know why it's like. And then you know, there's the baby vamp, you know, uh-huh. and she's a child, but she's a vampire, and it's. I mean, it's Kirsten Dunst, who I adore, and again, I should not be. I should not find this sexy, but uh, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I all of that interplay, you know, I. I, I read a lot of vampire books growing up, and it is my favorite, you know, genre of that kind of mysterious, um, mythical creature, right. you know, drama movies or whatever. But yeah, that was the one that it is uncomfortably sexy. That's a fucking great answer. Have you seen the show at all? I have not, but I actually have friends that were a part of that production. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I do have a book that was signed by Anne Rice. And oh, I nice. love her. And I have read a lot of her books, um, different series other than that one but I I do want to watch the show and I am interested I just haven't seen it yet you know culturally I think we've matured to the point where now we can embrace the themes that she had in the novels without making people so uncomfortable you know what I mean (laughs) and the show does a really good job of that and it was filmed in New Orleans too which is super cool and that's where she lives too so Uh all of that I love yeah god I mean I I read that book as such a young guy mm-hmm. and it was like, whoa, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah. She's got some depth to her. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've always thought she was a really good author. Yep. Agreed. That's a fantastic answer. You are hilarious. <laughs> Question the ninth. What film makes you laugh the most? Not the greatest comedy of all time. Just something yeah. that makes you laugh. Yeah, I know it. I, God, it is. By the way, this could up. send you to hell if you say Grandma's Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Grandma's Boy. Um, it, it was on the long list, I will say. Okay, but it's definitely a comedy. Spoiler alert! I've already decided that either Super Troopers or Grandma's Boy <laughs> is an immediate going to hell. <laughs> See, those would both be on my top ten. Hilarious. No, uh, it's Zoolander. Okay. 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 <laughs> on brand. It's still in the same genre of okay. ridiculously dumb but hilarious uh, movies, and that's just it. Is I I love to laugh, and um, you know I, I also love Half Baked. Again, another stoner movie. That's, that's hilarious. Ridiculous. But with Zoolander, uh, I feel like the actual film production was a little bit um, better, and. Yeah. Both of those movies I could recite to you front to back, you know, easy. But Zoolander, I love the next level of depth because you go into these two characters and all of their ego and all yeah. of their walls. And then in the end, they end up coming together, you know, to help each other. And of course, I'm always into that kind of story, you know, that kind of teamwork story. But I just laugh. And Ben Stiller, people have their feelings about him. He's off and on, you know, obviously he's got his pros and cons, but... 
Um, I think he's really creative and I love that he throws his wife in movies sometimes. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, I love how he is not afraid of just being ridiculously goofy and yeah. silly and how he thrives off of being like that. So that's the movie that I definitely just laugh the most. So I have a theory about Zoolander. Okay. And I think the reason it works, it's like you say, it's silly. It's goofy. It's about these two inherently over the top, ridiculously stupid characters. (laughs) Actor slash model or model slash actor. (laughs) But at the core of it is this sweetness. Yeah. They're both kind and they're both sweet and that's yeah. what makes it work. There's nothing cynical about it. They're they're both kind of innocent, you yeah. know. They're yeah. they're so dumb that they're really beautifully innocent and Yeah, you know, if there was them. like a snarkiness to those characters, I don't think that movie would work at all. Yeah. Cuz it would de- it would start to seem mean-spirited. There's nothing about it that's mean-spirited. It's yeah. just cute. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious. Question the 10th, Shaheen. What film can you watch repeatedly and have? A lot of them. Uh, definitely a lot of them. Um, the one that really comes to mind, maybe it's because it's more recently, I'm not sure, but I, I do repeatedly watch the same movie over and over again. But the one that has really come up lately that I've been loving is Ready Player One. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if people, if people have seen that. I don't know. Have you seen that? I have. Okay. Yeah. I, it's been, um, my husband and I, it's been what we call our sick day movie. So if we have to stay in or whatever and we're not feeling tip top, we put on Ready Player One. And the reasons why I like this film, it has a lot of AI, which a lot of people aren't into. I get it. It's cool. Do You do you. Um, and it's kind of about video games, which is video games are not my favorite either. Yeah. But the way that they play it, it's this AI world, this, this other, you know, virtual world that they dive into where they can be whoever they want to be and who they get to choose to be. And then it's a game. It's a quest. It's a puzzle. Right. I love puzzles and I love games and they have to figure out the keys to the castle. You know, they have to figure out all these different games within the virtual reality to essentially win the company. Right. You know, and um, yeah, I just I love the back and forth of them jumping to the real world and jumping into this virtual reality and it takes place a little bit in the future, which mm-hmm. I always kind of like that, yeah. you know, how they do that stylistically. Like, what's mm-hmm. it going to be like in 100 years from now or 50 years from now, you know? Um, so I like that. Yeah. I I guess I was a little disappointed in that movie. Yeah. Tell me I, why. But, well, because I, I had read the book a couple of times and I just loved the it. It's so nostalgia driven, but in the in a really clever way. Yeah. And nostalgia actually becomes the thing that pushes the the plot forward. Absolutely. And it starts off in the film that way, but then the film just gets really big and lots of big set pieces and they're just throwing a lot of visuals at yeah. you. And I I just wanted it to be a little bit more like tonally like the book. Yes. You know. I did not read the book first and actually uh, my husband did and uh-huh. he too, you know, loved the book. Yeah. He liked the movie as well, but he saw a lot of the things that was missing from the movie, sure. which tends to happen. I'm glad I didn't read the book first yeah. <laughs> because I would probably feel the same way. But yeah, all of the music that they choose and a lot of the 80s references oh, yeah. and old video game oh, references, yeah. those just tied me in. Those were like the tethers oh, it's so cool. that were playing to my heart and I was like, "Oh man, I love this song." Or, "Oh, I love you know that movie that they just referenced yep. and did they did anybody else even catch that reference of that one thing that flew across the screen in one right. second you know 
like the holy hand grenade. Did you notice? Oh that yeah, one? the you holy know? hand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know all these different little references that cross time. I love those kinds of little Easter eggs they put in movies. So those that, those are a lot of the reasons why I liked it. But I like I said, I'm glad I didn't read the book first. And it's a very fun movie. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think it's well performed. I thought they captured like the trailers being stacked up. Like yeah. that's something described very yes. specifically in yeah. the book, and they did a great mm-hmm. job with all that. Yeah. yeah that's in a the great stacks, answer. Totally. <laughs> Everyone needs a sick day movie. Yeah. Question the 11th, Shaheen. What film means the most to you, not because of its quality, but because of a memory that you've associated to it? Yeah, this one, this is a really hard question. Um, gosh, there are, again, uh, quite a few that come up. Um, the very first one that came to my mind was The Godfather 2. Uh, kind of the same reason mm-hmm. that you like, um, you know, sometimes like sequels a little bit better, but because you get the backstory. But the, the 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 true answer that is at my heart and soul is Hook. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know that's such a strange answer. That know. makes total sense with your your age bracket. I mean, yeah. that would have been a big movie for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was it, it does tie to like emotional. Um, pieces of me and again you know growing up but you know we all knew the story of Peter Pan and then seeing this become a movie I have always loved Robin Williams I love a lot of the the actors in that movie Um, but you know it was a a story of a guy who was just a normal guy and lost his vision of what was important forgot he was Peter Pan like got so far off track that he forgot that right. he was this free and spirit leader of the Lost Boys could fly into the air, you know. And um, anyway, before I had Ready Player One, Hook has always been my sick day movie. And it's a movie I grew up with and it's a movie I connect to. I, you know, Julia Roberts being Tinkerbell, yep. you know, all of this, the Lost Boys, a lot of my dreams, my reoccurring dreams that I have take place in kind of like Neverland where I'm in this tree village with all these other kind of misfits. Yeah, for sure. And so I think I've always kind of been in this crowd of the Lost Boys, you know, but in my dream they're all, it's not just boys, but, you know. So Hook mm-hmm. has just always been one that means so much to me and the reminder to not forget ourselves and to be playful and to be fun and to just be happy and find your joy yeah. and not get so stuck in like, I got to make money, I got to, we need to do those things too, obviously, but we can still remember our our light and our excitement i wonder if that is kind of what drew you into roller derby so deeply was just this being a part of a little band of misfits because you guys were definitely a band of misfits yes absolutely i mean you you're nailing it on the head for sure i think you know a lot of people that are playing roller derby these days they say things like they've never played a sport before or if they're playing roller derby with other females i've never been very close to other women before yep. and you know they they all had the courage to push past those fears to play a full contact sport and come together as a team a total team of misfits yeah, absolutely right. you're, you're 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 right that's interesting mm-hmm. that's really interesting yeah. another good answer <laughs> <laughs> someday i'm going to send somebody to hell i promise um However, should you be deemed worthy to ascend, you're allowed to bring one movie with you because you're going to host a movie night. Every night is movie night in heaven. What (laughs) film will you take to show the rest of the chosen people? (laughs) Oh, man. You know, a lot of my other answers have probably been good. This one might... (laughs) <laughs> might oh strike me off the list, but Uh-oh. I'm 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 gonna be in my in my truth. So 
I would take with me space balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. I would definitely take space balls with me. I laugh nope, so No hard. one has taken it. So it's. <laughs> They're going to need it. We yeah. need to laugh. There has to be a Mel Brooks night in heaven. <laughs> right. I'm okay with that. And there's just too many good jokes and ridiculous laughs, you know. Comb the desert, you know. Oh, that is. We ain't found shit. I know. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I think we've talked about that on the oh, podcast God. before. That is such a racist it's joke, so, but it's so fucking it is, funny. It is so funny. We can't slow down. It's too dangerous. You know, there's there's yep. too many ludicrous too many speed. Good, yeah, ludicrous speed. They're looking at the screen. It's Rick, Rick Moranis is the best part of that fucking movie. Oh, Rick Moranis is yeah. so goddamn yeah. good in that. Yeah, I definitely. miss him. I know it. He retired know. pretty young. Yeah. You know. That's well, crazy. you know, if you can do it, it's yeah. great. Well, I think his wife got sick, or I can't recall. There was something sad behind yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, because he had done so much before that, like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And, you know, he had been in a bunch of... Honey, I, I Shrunk the, the Kids, kids totally. Ghostbusters. Yep, he yep. had so many. Strange books, Brew. Uh-huh. Yeah, really good. Yep. But I just, yeah, I love ridiculously silly humor. Again, I love the quest. We all love the hero's journey. Yep. You know, and the main characters. I love, obviously, the, um, the parallels with, with, you know, actually with Star Wars. Because I love Star Wars. But, you know, I just think it's so silly and so playful that it's we got to laugh in heaven on it. You know, absolutely. I think that's a great night. <laughs> They're going to be very grateful for for the laughs. It's not my favorite Mel Brooks film, but I I loved it as a kid. I mean, I watched it. Yeah. Over what, and over which way what, what would you say is your favorite? My favorite Mel Brooks? Bla- Blazing Saddles? No, probably Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Wow. That one's really good. I know. Yeah. Although yeah. he didn't write it. Gene Wilder actually wrote the oh. screenplay for okay. Young Frankenstein. But yeah, that, that movie, I think it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. God, I haven't seen that one in a while. I should rewatch it. It's so oh, good. Madeline Kahn is yeah. the funniest human being of all oh, time, as far as I'm it. concerned. I love her so much. Well, Shaheen, you have, of course, been found worthy. Oh. But <laughs> you brought in a bonus. I did. You were going to ask me some questions. <laughs> And since we're such good friends, I will allow it. Great. And I'm going to come off the top of my head on these. Awesome. I thought a little bit about it, but. That, that's great. Yeah, I did. I I will admit that I had been drinking tequila when I wrote these. Okay. Um, but that, you know, I think that'll make it more creative and fun. But I, I was I was thinking about movies and I was thinking about what questions I would ask. So these, uh, these are the ones. So, you know, from the movie that I walked out of, have you ever walked out of a movie that was so bad you just had to leave had to leave i had to leave uh, yes and i'm trying it was a sequel oh um dumb and dumber the oh, second one God. dumb and dumber 2 was awful i mean i left like 15 minutes in. <laughs> i was like there is a bar open somewhere Bye. <laughs> yeah that was so unwatchably bad it was yeah i do i remember that well, I was the like, first Ugh. one was so good so yeah it definitely was yeah. not good. and it was like in the afternoon i went by myself as i'm wont to do yeah and i could have just sat through it but i i was like no fuck nope. this man nope. I was nope. like, somebody make me a drink <laughs> yeah definitely all right good so question the, the next one is about um movies that you don't actually talk about a lot but which is what is your favorite rom-com Oh, Romantic this is easy. comedy. Oh, great. great. This one's easy. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is oh, absolutely my favorite. Pull on my heartstrings. I love absolutely. That movie. Yes, yes. Really good one. The chemistry between uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan is so phenomenal oh, in that movie. Man. 
and then Carrie Fisher and, yeah. and yeah, it's so oh, good. Is and Rob Reiner is mm-hmm. the most underrated American filmmaker. Oh. Yeah. Love him. Love it. All right. So the next question is, which actor was your favorite Batman? Oh, Batman. So that's interesting. Um, and I think I talk about this recently. My favorite Bruce Wayne is easily Michael Keaton. Easily. I totally agree with you. Yeah. That, that, I'm glad you're dividing the two because that is very important. It is. I think my favorite Batman, this is going to sound really weird because it's such a bad movie. My favorite Batman probably is Val Kilmer. No way. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Val and, but Kilmer. I don't love that movie. No, it was the worst one, but he was so good. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about he had the jaw perfect. He had yeah. the, yeah. The Christian Bale is my least favorite Batman. Oh, good. Because Even though this, yeah, but that stupid fucking <laughs> voice. Why does he talk like that? It is so awful. It is. I, I don't understand how they let that happen. I agree. And Christian Bale specifically, there's something just kind of strange going on with his mouth, like his lip and lips and ear. Yeah. Or, sorry, his lips and his teeth. Um, and when you're Batman, that's the only part you can see. And it, it's just, it's kind of hard to to play in. I, I agree with you on those answers yeah. for that sure. That whole trilogy of Batman films was basically about the villains like right. the villains carried every single movie yes. mm-hmm. he was a good bruce wayne but yeah, yeah. I, I hated his batman yeah it. was it um ice, great I, the ice ice man and uh what that was mr freeze oh that was and, the george clooney one yeah that was the george clooney one was Ugh. that the one with the riddler val kilmer was with the riddler R- and, yeah riddler yes. and two-face and two-face yeah um, Tommy Lee Jones, Two Face, yeah, really good. Yes, yeah. yes, those two kind of blend in my mind because they were right next to each other. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so on the same thread follows to the B part of this question, which is, um, who is your favorite Joker? So, There's quite a few. I know. I know. I, I mean, uh, the, uh, to be honest, I have to say Heath Ledger. That that is such a <laughs> transcendent right? fucking mm. performance. Yeah. Nostalgically, it's Nicholson. Right. I mean, I still quote that motherfucker. Like, I loved that performance so much when I was a kid. And like when he's dancing oh, through so the fucking good. through the art gallery and painting on the masterpieces. Yeah. And and it's Nicholson, so he'll, there was a, a a good sense of malice behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I know my least favorite is Jared Leto. I know. I know. It's it. so fucking bad. You know, they, I think it, he had a really challenging role to follow Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know, Heath Ledger blew us away and then died afterward oh, from I the know. terror that it probably caused him. Other things, too. But, you know, he completely transformed yeah. himself into a horrific you know, character that was the wonderful Joker. And Jared Leto's supposed to follow that. That's hard. And make it his own and make it new and make it different. Yeah. Really hard. But that's fine because that 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 version of him was really about Harley Quinn anyway. So. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so we're fine. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, so next question. This is kind of an open-ended, um, what do you think about? Okay. What are your thoughts on Captain America in the movies, not in the comic books? Oh, um... So I can honestly say the first comic book that I my mother ever bought me when I was a little kid was a Captain America comic really? book. Really? So I fell in love with Captain America very early. Nice. I loved the idea that he was a guy stuck between timelines. Not between timelines, but, you know, he was like a 40s guy yeah. thrust into the modern world. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I loved all that. I think 
I think that Marvel did a, an amazing job. I think Chris Evans was a really good choice to play that. I know it's a corny character. Yeah. And I think that's what people kind of are, eh, that prefer, like Robert Downey Jr. being all snarky and blah, blah, blah. But I thought they captured perfectly what Captain America was in the comic books. Nice. And that means a lot for me. Yeah. 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 It, so Sometimes I struggle with his role, I think, because of that that he is Captain America. Sure. And that sometimes he's doing things to save the world, and I'm I'm like, why is it gonna be about America? Understand. Yeah. But but I I too love the nostalgic that he's yeah, from this old so world, cool. and yeah. you know, and I love of course the love story, and that how much he's tied to this lost love that mm-hmm. was so important to him, and and I also love that he was just a normal guy, yeah. that he was just a basic normal guy that got right. put into this situation and then became a hero off of it yeah. instead of being from another planet or getting bit by a spider or something like that you know that he um was just this normal kind yep. of basic guy and becomes a hero i do like that but yeah sometimes i struggle with that character but yeah you know i think i'm on the record that my favorite marvel movie still is um winter soldier so okay. it's a captain america yep. movie yeah yep. i love Absolutely. that movie it took me a while to watch that one because i was so resistant i finally watched oh, it and it, so it is it is really good, good. it so is good. really deep and yeah. really wonderful it's and like a jet-setting james bondy yes. captain america movie yeah it's really, it really dives good. into the masculine i mean uh-huh. it is it's powerful it's so good. for sure all right so next question what movie would you say was just way too short you felt it should have been longer you wanted more oh that's interesting it's too short i might have to think about that one for a second yep that's all right but i can't remember the fucking name of the movie hold on okay because i know exactly oh it's um rain of fire with mcconaughey and christian bell (laughs) that movie needed more dragons and about an hour more kicking ass because it was so good. I oh, think it's such an in, underrated movie. Yeah, they came in hot. You but know, it, they, then it just ends. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, I wanted more. I liked the mythology of it. I liked yeah. how cool it was. McConaughey was so ridiculously, like, gloriously bad in it. Yes. That I just can't stop watching him. Because yeah. it was just such a weird, bizarre choice. It yeah. was. Did you listen to his book, Green Lights? No. He actually talks about that movie in, really? in the book. Uh, it's a great move. It's a great book if you have a chance. Definitely do the audible version or the the audio yeah. book because he, he narrates it. He himself. narrates it, oh, so it's cool. like a bedtime story. Listening to his voice, you know. Um, but he talks about his life, and he does talk about that movie. And he was going through a very big transitional point in his life, and they wanted him to do that film, and they wanted him to have long hair in it. Right. And he said no. He was going to shave his head because he's got those beautiful mm-hmm. flowing locks. Yep. And he said, no, I'm going to shave my head for this role. And they said, no, 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 we won't do it. We won't do it. We won't do it. And he basically, in the end, convinced him, if you want me in this movie, I'm shaving my head. That's awesome. And he, I think he was right. Yeah. I think that character needed to have that look. I know. Um, I, I wish there was a director's cut of that movie. I really do. Oh, yeah, for sure. There'd it's be a bunch so of much goodies. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, we are down to the last two questions. Okay. The next question is this, is, this is a deep question, it's kind of weird, but what is your favorite or most memorable scene in a movie that involved the ocean? Oh my God. I know, it's it's a very strange question, um, but it is something that I it came to my mind and I wrote it down. A memorable or okay. favorite scene. So the first thing the that pops into my head is not Titanic. Great. <laughs> oh, 
This is easy. I got this one. The scene in the abyss when he has to revive her after they swim from the yes. one bay to the other. Yes, and they're in that kind of on the oh. side of the pool. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. When Ed Harris has to like shock her and starts yelling at her. Oh, that wow. fucking such a great scene. Yeah, they came up from their little like bubble water thing that they could yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah. That Boy, was... James Cameron makes a lot of movies about the ocean. <laughs> hmm, His new one's about the ocean. Yeah, yeah I, I, the, the thing that came to my mind was, have you seen Gattaca? Oh, fuck yeah. I love the, the swimming scene. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just never, never saved anything for it's the swim movie. back. You know, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That one was the one that definitely came to my mind. All right. Uh, last and final question. If you could only speak in movie quotes of one film for the rest of your life, <laughs> what movie would that be? Ooh, well... I'm trying to so there I could name a couple of movies that I quote the most. I quote Goodfellas a lot. A lot. <laughs> nice. I quote Raising Arizona oh, a lot. So good. Um That's I have a way. friend or used to be my friend that we could literally hold conversations in Raising Arizona talk. Yeah, I think I'd probably have to go with Raising Arizona. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that is such a good answer. Oh, I love I love that one. Oh man. I, wow. I, it's been a few years since I've seen that and I need to rewatch oh, it. Oh, it's I so it, fucking good. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot and yeah. love it. And it was another one that was very impactful growing up and you know, yeah. that motorcycle guy was just <sighs> so terrifying. Know. And you know, they did such a great job. That was a he was a real life boxer. Wow. Um, named Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. And he took such a beating from Larry Holmes at some point. I can't remember. It was probably like in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And he just refused to go down. He wouldn't. And I mean, it like fucked him up like yeah, pretty bad. I bet. And then he changed that fight changed boxing. They changed how many rounds there were. They Yeah. Because it was wow. just the most ungodly beating a man has ever taken. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He's that lucky it didn't kill him. wild. I, I did have one bonus question. Okay. If you want, it Bring is it it, it's an open ended one as well. Um, what are your thoughts on M. Night Shyamalan or his movies? <sighs> That's it's, a tough one. Yeah. I think M. Night Shyamalan is a really good filmmaker. I have a nickname for him Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama. Shamalama Ding Dong. Like I was telling you, we're sitting in Blake's office and he and M. Night have a strong working relationship. And so he had something to do with this building that we are in. Is well, he, yeah. I mean, he helped launch Blake's uh, like film career. His, wow. his, yeah, his yeah. TV shows and it's all incredible. that. He he produced Blake's first show. Mm-hmm. I love the early stuff. I think, I think he is either run out of ideas or he has become bored or something because yeah. the man has not made a good film in a very long time. Probably the last good film he made was probably Split. Yeah. Um, which that, I enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed it mostly, though, because James McAvoy was just so fucking off the charts good in it. Like, his, his it was amazing yes. how good he was. And then that ties back to Unbreakable, which mm-hmm. is probably my favorite Shyamalan movie. Yeah. I love The Sixth Sense, obviously, but I've only seen it the once because why would I ever watch that movie again? Yeah, you know but then I mean? he did things like Avatar, The Last Airbender, and like <sighs> Ruin. I loved that cartoon series. I still do. I've watched yeah. that one a lot. But I've never even watched that movie because I know don't. I hate it. What was the Lady in the Water? That oh, right. Was Lady in the Water. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I'm like, what? Okay. Oh, what, the, <laughs> the one on the beach where 
like oh, times going backwards yeah, or whatever I didn't the fuck. Watch that one. I couldn't finish that either. I, yeah, it I, was so goddamn bad. It was yeah. on one time in our house, and I watched a few minutes of it, and I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. The last thing I tried to watch was Glass. Uh, okay, you know the third part of that yeah. little trilogy, and mm-hmm. it was bad. I yeah. Don't know. Well, you know, we all just do our best. Can't all of them can't be winners? <laughs> I love I love how random that question is. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, thank you for playing along with my question. I am as well. always happy to indulge. <laughs> I never get to see you, so the more yeah. time we get to spend together, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so wonderful. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure, and, and um, thanks everyone for listening. Even though you're going to heaven, I'm definitely going to have you back. <laughs> Great. But in the meantime, have a nice death. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>